Hello, my loves. Today on Expand, we're joined by Robin Baer, and this is such a delicious conversation. It's one I've been waiting to have with him for quite some time, and I'm so grateful that you're all here with us to witness it because here's what's about to go down, okay? We're going to talk about how you can begin to stand out and find your unique coaching self inside of this industry. It's time for you to break free from the traditional mold, Okay, it's time for you to stop setting crazy expectations and ultimatums on your progress as a coach. And it's time that we really settle into an evolution of who you're becoming in this space and who you want to continue to evolve into as your business grows, as you continue to discover new pieces of yourself. So, Buckle up. This is a delicious journey that we're about to go on together. It's also going to feel a little bit triggering at times, and it's going to make you feel uncomfortable in the best way possible. I can't wait for you to listen to what we have to share with you. Definitely reach out if you need support afterwards. Let's dig in. Hi, I'm Laura, host of Expand, the podcast for coaches who crave more fulfillment in the work that they do, more meaningful results in the clients they serve, and more confidence to rebel against the traditional boxes our coaching industry has placed us in so we can expand into the bigness of what we're truly capable of. When you're ready, let's jump right in. All right, Robin, welcome to Expand. I've been waiting for this day for a while. I love when we get to connect. We always have such juicy conversations. Um, but before we jump in, I would love it if you would just take a second and introduce yourself to everyone, just in case people don't know who you are. I can't imagine there's many people out there who don't know who you are in my audience, but please introduce yourself. Yes. Yeah, so my, my journey essentially started a little bit more than 10 years ago when um, I was a fitness trainer and I was doing classes over classes over classes. And it, in the end, I just couldn't do so many classes. And that's when I actually thought, okay, let's do some nutrition coaching because it's not so physically active. Right. And um, from there, I, I built a nutrition coaching company. I eventually got into touch with Precision Nutrition, learned the certification, um, Adam Fied, one of my mentors, then asked me to be a mentor in the level two masterclass. So I got actually to work with these amazing coaches for almost five years, learning from them, growing with them, seeing the amazingness of precision nutrition grow from the inside out. And um, then, and we will talk about this, the idea of being aligned with your purpose at one point, it doesn't felt right for me anymore to be with PN because I noticed my attention and my, my purpose and my ideas went into a different direction. Yeah. So since the beginning of this year, I am actually creating a YouTube channel where I, the idea is I want to teach myself everything that I wished I had known 10 years ago. So um. that's, that's the question that always runs for my, what would small Robin 10 years ago would have loved to see? What were his problems and what are some of the mistakes that I want to help him avoid? So that's what I'm doing now. I love that. Oh my gosh. Yes. And 
you guys, if you are not following Robin yet, I tell, honestly, Robin, I talk about you all the time to my students. Like there is no one else, but it's true. Honestly, I don't, I don't say this often, but there's no one else out there that I've seen putting as much energy into providing free content at the level that you are right now. When it comes to growing an online business, I know that's not what we're here to talk about today, but when it comes to those tangible takeaway action steps, you're on another level, right? You don't hold back. Everything you do is very meticulous and very clear. So if if anybody listening is wanting to grow your business, go follow him. Like for real, you don't need to pay for any courses. You like go follow him and do everything he says. And I guarantee you, you will grow. Um, but that's not what we're here today to talk about. We're talking about some more intangible things today, which is always super juicy and delicious for me. Um, you had recently spoken about standing out online with your offer in one of your content pieces. And then I approached you and I was like, do you want to jam on all the intangibles of standing out online? Because there are so many, right? It's not just your program and your offer. It's also so many other factors that come into play there that you can't visibly see, but they're absolutely playing a role in your ability to create that unique space for yourself. So um, when I presented you with that idea, what popped into your head is some of like the big pieces that Mm -hmm. like, yeah, we could jam on this and this and this. So um, I like to, to start maybe with, with the original problem the idea of maybe standing out for yourself and why Mm. we we all sometimes struggle with it and i i actually thought about this the other day uh, about our conversation and while i was driving home i saw a big group of birds and they were moving around as as one and I thought in many ways, nutrition, nutrition coaches do something similar. They're moving with the big crowd mm-hmm. that protects them in a way because they are not standing out. Because what happens when one of the birds goes out of the group, then they, can, they, then they are seen by predators. So this idea of, oh, everybody use habit-based weight loss with deep health and a sprinkle of, I don't know, Hit training, then right. I'm moving, moving. Muscle confusion. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you want to call Whatever. it. Whatever. Yeah. You, you move in the group so nobody can actually attack you because you're part of the group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The problem with that, of course, is if a client looks from the outside, if we think about a potential client as a predator, mm-hmm. then they can't distinguish you from everyone else. So you become essentially invisible to the people that you want to attract. Yes. But I think, so there's this very basic human or animal idea of, I don't want to stand out because that's dangerous. But if we dig deeper, I think there's also sometimes an ego problem because when I stand out and say, this is my program and this is what I like, and this is what I stand for. And then nobody responds then you are suddenly at this i just honored my complete world and said this is more important than this and this is more important than this and the world responded with no it's not right 
So then, then suddenly you are in this place of, I am not as smart as I thought. I'm not as good as I thought. My ideas are not as brilliant as I thought. And suddenly you are in this really messy, everything is chaotic in yourself and you don't know where to stand. And the final part, and I, th I think we touched on this uh, in previous conversations, is the, the mindset idea of I am in competition with everyone else. Instead of thinking... I am creating something unique. So you're creating something unique, you're creating something unique, and I get to create something unique as well. And I think we're, we're moving to, to this point of what can this uniqueness be? Um, this I love, I love, sorry, I don't want to interrupt you because you're just on a roll, but your bird analogy is genius. I, I've thought about how to explain this to coaches so many times, and I've tried to come up with my own analogies to paint that picture for them, but that was beautiful. That's exactly what it is, right? We are all just moving together because that's what's expected. That's what, you know, why, why would we change something that's not broken? Why would we go against the grain if it seems to be working for everyone else? Let me just fit myself in there because I feel, I feel safe there. It's familiar. It's what everybody else says to do. So when we're, when we're working on breaking away from that path, right? When you're, when you're speaking to coaches about how to take that first step, how to like nosedive out of the pack, and present yourself online as now this very visible, unique person, what are the initial challenges that are going to come up for them as they begin to sort of step away, right? What can they anticipate happening that they need to be prepared for? Yes. So, and this is actually something else. So for some of you may know that I have a background as a teacher as well. And I sometimes struggle with being a teacher because students need permission for everything. So if they have a question, they first have to point their finger, excuse me, can I ask a question or can I do this or can I do that? So the, the idea of I'm stepping out, many coaches wait for some, some, some signal for some, mm -hmm. I give you permission to do something unique. Um, the other part of this initial challenge, of course, is it's just scary. And there is there are mean comments. There are people who are saying, who, who are you to coach people? You only have a weekend certification, things like this. So there is, there is actually some rejections and maybe even malevolence so that people want to get you. And as, as humans, we all the time, we all always see all the negative so much bigger. We don't see 200 comments or 200 views and people saying, thank you so much. That's so amazing. We notice this one video getting one thumbs down. This is, that's what we remember. So I think to, to start the whole process of getting out of the group of birds and allowing yourself to stand out is first of all, awareness. Awareness that it feels scary, and that's totally normal. Um, the, the next part, I think, is 
if we if we stay with the analogy of actively choosing to confront the predator so it's not like i'm i'm flying with the birds and suddenly i'm out of the group instead i'm choosing to not follow the group and i think yes. at least for me when i think about i choose to face a challenge i'm so much calmer because it's not i'm running away or i have to fight this but i choose okay now i'm confronting this mm -hmm. and from there we at some point have to take action and for i i always start with okay let's break break this huge challenge down into small pieces and then we can we we might come up with something oh there's a fear of rejection people don't like what i do mm -hmm. there's a fear of people think that i'm going to be pushy or assertive in a way that i shouldn't be there might be a fear of negative thought uh, negative comments and what other people think about me so my i don't know the one person in high school then writes something like you're a person that speaks about nutrition now who who are you Wh whatever right. now we have essentially a buffet of fears and worries and stories that keep us stuck and then i th i think there are a couple of different ways we can deal with it some of them is we can let go we can let go what our friend from high school said okay whatever he does or whatever she does it doesn't matter then i think there is a part we can accept so we can accept that some of the stuff that we upload or say is going to be a failure trash whatever and then i think and it's it's an important option to to mention there is also the option to suppress an emotion so when you're ever in a in a in a in an in a roller coaster and you're and you're standing there and you feel the fear of i'm driving higher and higher and higher but you can't scream and you can't say, no, no, let me out, let me out. You have to suppress it. You have to go through the experience of the roller coaster, even though all your whole body screams, no, no, no. So we have letting go, acceptance and suppression. We can act despite being fearful. Yes, yes. I think I love, I love how you broke it down into those three core factors. I think on the suppression piece too, a big piece of that is actually like not ignoring it, but you're feeling it and you're doing it anyways, right? It's almost like a leaning into or a surrender to those emotions. It's like, I can't control how I'm feeling about this, but I know on the other side of this is joy, is release is impact, is meaning, is fulfillment, is purpose for me and for all of my people. So feeling uncomfortable now is going to be worth it, right? It's just like reframing how we're interpreting those emotions. And this is true. We've talked about this a lot inside of the, the feelings that our clients are facing when they're moving through their journeys. It's the exact same thing. There's going to be hard things that are going to come up. There's going to be triggering events that will make your brain want to keep you small or to pull back. 
right? Because that feels safer. Let me just go back and do what I was doing before because no one noticed me there, right? But that's not where your true purpose can come through and your fulfillment can come through. And I want to back up to what you said about the predator. I think, you know, I love what you were saying around consciously choosing to move in a different direction instead of like, separating yourself no you're making a choice to move away from the predator or to move into this place where it is a possibility but you're okay with it there's also the predator within that I think is sometimes way more malicious than any external predator right and I would love to just have your opinion on this piece of it because There is this factor when we're putting ourselves out there that I see a lot of coaches falling into where perfectionism Mm -hmm. and overthinking and trying to trying to control how we're presenting ourselves to the world before we step out to try and prevent all of those hard things from happening. Right. So what's your what's your perspective on that piece of it? I would love to know. Um, So. I imagine for those who are still watching, a lot of people probably say yes, yes, yes. And then after the podcast, they will just not do something. Because I think beneath all what we have talked about, there's still another layer why coaches are still hesitant with this, quotes, just taking this first step. Because even when we talk about this and we, we are so excited and we know it works, many coaches don't believe that they can do it. Mm-hmm. And many coaches and our clients as well, they often have a long list of examples why they can't do something right. because they're t- keeping track of all their mistakes. And I, I believe and I think there's, there's something deeper than that and that is we often don't keep promises to ourselves we are saying i'm going to do this and then something comes up we are saying i want to be a fitter coach or i want to improve my eating as a coach or i want to finally do a competition or i want to do this course or i want to put myself out there we're promising ourselves something constantly but we are not following through. So our internal predators, our perfectionism and everything, they get, they keep track of all the things that we are not doing. So I often try to to share with people that first aim lower, keep Mm -hmm. it as, as small as possible. I remember one of my very first nutrition related social media contents what just was me uh, taking a picture of my grocery and saying oh i'm so excited to eat this seasonal broccoli or something like this one was low budget low investment hey i'm eating fresh broccoli that was my i think for one of my first nutrition related posts and people and from there i just kept promising me I will do a little bit more, a little bit more. I take a little step further. So I aim really low, but I kept my promise of 
I'm going to post this really, really, really simple thing. Or I'm going to talk with this always already chatty personal trainer in my gym. And I just mentioned, hey, you're always Sue. We have a great connection. I just wanted to tell you, I have actually signed up for a certification. Really low, but I keep the promise to myself that I actually do it. Because then I can, I can start to keep track of the things where I kept my promise. Exactly, exactly. And, and that's where momentum builds. That's where momentum builds. But I also have literally arguments against my inner demons. They can bring up all the things that I've done. And I can say, that was past me. I am now on this new track. Mm-hmm. And I have visualized what I want and I'm going to keep my promise. Yeah. So I think this idea of speaking with yourself, focusing what thoughts you allow and what you let go or accept or suppress or just throw out of the window immediately the moment it comes up is really important. So we can actually constantly actively choose what we focus on and what thoughts we're listening to mm-hmm. mm, yes 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 I feel like the next thing when we start to do that when we say okay I'm going to I'm going to do this very small thing and tomorrow I'm going to do it again and I'm going to build these these evidence this evidence bank of everything that I'm doing well amazing so coaches start doing that but then I see a lot of the time what happens is when they pop their head up and they start to scroll Instagram, they instantly fall into, this isn't good enough. I'm not doing enough. I should be able to do more. This person is doing more. I'm never going to get where I want to go unless I'm doing workshops and all of these big things that I see all of these very successful coaches doing and they instantly fall into overwhelm, right? So what would something that be that you would suggest coaches maybe put into practice to reground in those moments? Because that's natural, right, Robin? Like I yeah. do that still sometimes. It's very natural, <laughs> right? You do too. Yeah, you're smiling. I see you probably do that too. It's, it's something that we need to anticipate and be ready for, right? Not try and avoid. So... I certainly fall in this in this trap as well. Just I think two weeks ago, mm-hmm. my sister was here, and I was. I thought, let's make let's turn my website into a blog, so I can also write about my videos, and then I can implement them, and that people can find me, and yeah. whatever, whatever, whatever. And I was thinking already about all the search engine optimization and whatever, whatever. And my sister looked at me because I came up with idea with this idea a couple of times. And she looked at me, you hate writing. You hate writing. Why would you want to create a blog? You hate writing. Yeah. So she, she refocused me. And mm-hmm. I think for coaches, especially since you mentioned many of your followers are precision nutrition coaches, we have to get excited about doing the boring stuff. Mm-hmm. And that means we could go to TikTok and we could go to Twitter and we also make YouTube shorts and YouTube videos and a blog. And just for good measure, let's try LinkedIn as well. 
But what is this? This is essentially a client that tries a little bit of keto, a little bit of uh, low carb and a little bit of paleo. And just to make sure, let's also, also try at the same time the potato diet. <laughs> and they're turning themselves in circles and doing yeah. nothing right. So what I, a book that was really influential for me was the idea of stretch. So you have given resources and you want to stretch them instead of trying to slap something else on it. Mm -hmm. Let's make sure that the small audience of 50, 50 people on, on Instagram, for example, they all know what you're doing, why you're doing it. And they know whenever they think about changing their nutrition, you are the right person. They can always reach out. Yes, if we have yes. 50 people that always know that Robin is the person to reach out whenever a nutrition coaching question comes, then you probably are set at least for a good year with clients. Right, right. So it's the idea of what, how can I stretch and use 100% of the resources that I already have mm -hmm. instead of trying another thing and another thing and another thing. Yes, 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 yes. In my personal example, just to, to close this thought, I have to focus on how can I increase the average watch time for my YouTube channel and how can I increase the overall watch time because that is actually what I want to push the video to more people. So I don't need Google optimization. I need to create better videos. Mm -hmm. And I focus on that. Mm, this is speaking directly into my soul because I've been focusing on doing something very similar myself. I'm when you were saying all the things like LinkedIn and Facebook and YouTube and shorts and blogs, like I was doing all of that not that long ago. And then I hired a team to support me so I could sustain doing all of that. And then one day I looked around and I'm like, nothing is getting great traction. I'm feeling very spread thin. I don't feel really inspired by any of it. I'm kind of just going through the motions because I'm fulfilling what I think I should be doing in air quotes and I'm done. I'm over it. I'm going to refocus on Instagram and my monthly workshops and that's it. And so I did, I fired my team and I refocused So you're on YouTube. My thing is Instagram right now. And then I run a monthly workshop that I'm trying to create momentum around and it's going incredible now that I'm actually focused on it. Amazing. Who would have known, right? Yeah. Surprise. <laughs> you know what? I think, I mean, no, you'll agree with me. We've spoken about this before, but I think the underlying core aspect to being able to do that is rooted in trust. It's rooted in trusting that where you are right now is where you're supposed to be. It's trusting that what you're doing right now is enough to get you where you want to go and that everything is going to come to you when it's meant to. And if you stay grounded in that and you, you avoid getting pulled in all of these directions because people are doing sparkly, shiny things that look fancy, mm -hmm. that look like they should work better. But if you come back to, okay, but what feels good for me right now you won't go through these big ups and downs. You won't burn out because you'll just be grounded in the essence of who you are and what fulfills you. And that's the energy that people connect most strongly to. Yes. Okay. And I, I'm, 
I have a, I can't show you because it's in it's in my kitchen. But I have a I have a quote in my kitchen that says, "Clear eyes, full hearts can't lose." Mm, and for that. me, for me, it means the the idea of the full heart is I'm focused one hundred percent of how can I create the best resources for the people that I want to serve. How can I create something amazing and then push it one notch further? That's, that's what I focus on. That's my full heart. But at the same time, I keep, I have clear eyes because I watch the numbers on YouTube. What videos get really traction and what videos are kind of okay. Because there's a part of me, of course, that is very passionate. But my passion can also run straight next, uh, straight away, let me say it like this, from the client because I'm so passionate about the topic, but they, they might be 10 years behind me. They don't actually see why I'm so passionate. So I, I, need, to, I need to work with passion and with, with the focus on my clients, but I also keep an eye on where are my followers and what do they want to see? Because talking about advanced motivational interviewing strategies isn't really helpful when their problem right now is how do I freaking get a client? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. I love what you said around the full heart and how everything you do is so rooted in how can I tap into what they really need and then take it to that next level? You're really creating an experience for people. And I think, I, I know you'll agree with this, this point, but um, when we're thinking about creating freebies and content, there's, a, there's this thread in our industry that tries to make us feel like we shouldn't give away too much value for free. We should hold something back so that they want to work with us. It's like all of these switch and bait strategies, trying to like hook people in, right? But I'm the exact same way as you, where I just want, if I can give you a video and I can solve all of your problems and you don't need to hire me, then you didn't need to hire me, right? Like take yeah. the video and, and solve all your problems and, and thrive, fly. But I think we're so worried that we're just going to give everything that we have because we're so stuck on the surface. And this is a great through line into the rest of our conversation, but we're still so stuck on the surface thinking all of the, the, our program is what makes us special. And our offer stack is what makes us special. And that bonus is what makes us special, but that's not true. Like you are it. You are the reason people are going to buy from you, not because you have the best program, but because of the way that you see things and the way that you communicate things, the way that you make people feel when they're interacting with you, right? So I think as a very first step to standing out from the crowd and starting to anchor yourself in that trust in yourself and also to kind of put blinders on and avoid getting distracted and pulled by all of the fancy things going on around you by everybody else, it really comes back to understanding who you are. And yeah, and I think this is very easy for, for us to say because we have already a lot of history being in this industry, being coaches, being entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. 
what I believe is that experience and challenges unlocks something in us through time. So when somebody is listening to us, they they might get the idea of, I have to create this amazing, completely unique, uh, flowing out of me program that has never been there before. Right, yeah. And I would say that's a terrible idea because if you're just starting out, you have really, really no idea what your clients want. So if you try to create this really amazing thing, you might become Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos because you one in a billion or one in two in two billions or one in four billions, whatever. But the the maybe safer or more used road to start is look at something that actually works and then try this. And I like this, there's recipe analogy that Adam Fye taught me once is if you're an apprentice in the kitchen, You start with a recipe and you follow the recipe gram by gram. Mm -hmm. With experience, you at some point get to be the sous chef. So you can put a little twist on the recipe. But only with experience, once you understand how each ingredient works. And the next step then being the chef, then you can create your own recipes. So I think for everyone who's just starting out, look at what many other coaches do. They are offering results-based programs. You can find your little angle to it. Maybe you're not talking about deep health habit-based coaching, so you're not, you're not sounding like everybody else, but you can put a little twist on it, but you follow a three-month program losing 10 pounds and you gain experience. And through that, through that, you notice, oh, this is the type of client I really resonate, resonate with. And you also get the feedback of, Robin, the way you talked about this bird analogy, I've never heard this before, this re- really resonated with you, with me. So you learn something about yourself. And then you notice, oh, I'm getting stuck. People are not signing up as often anymore or... I want to grow, but what's the next step? And from there, you have more experience. You know more about yourself. And then you can take this step further and create something more unique. Yeah, yeah. And at some point, you will again come to this shell that is essentially blocking you from growing. And then there will be this uncomfortable time of, I'm not making as much money as I thought, or my YouTube channel is not growing as much, or why are people not signing up for my newsletter or whatever, whatever, whatever. And you have to go through this uncomfortable period until at some point this shell cracks and you learn something new about yourself. You learn a new approach to your videos or you learn a new approach to your Instagram posts or to coaching, you learn a new technique and you suddenly notice, oh, I'm actually really good at this motivational interviewing or cognitive behavioral theory uh, uh, therapy or whatever. And then you expand again for a time. Mm -hmm. So in the beginning where you don't know anything, do something that works, follow the recipe. And over time, you can put your twists on it and when you're really experienced, then this idea of 
create something that represents you in a program or represents you on a plate becomes so much easier because you have learned so much about yourself and through the challenges you have unlocked so many parts of yourself. Yes. Yes. Oh, I love, I love that. I think, I think that's really powerful because, you know, when we're sitting here saying, you know, figure out what your unique voice is and your unique perspectives, like we don't, we don't know. We've never been asked these questions before. In fact, there's often a lot of judgment and shame around, as we've said before, stepping aside from the pack and having something unique to say or something unique to offer. So it feels not only difficult to access, but also threatening, right? So starting small and having, having a program in place that is that safety net. It's like, okay, this is something that is proven to work. Other coaches are doing it. And through executing this tangible aspect of my offering, I'm going to feel confident enough to also speak to it through my lens and discover what my voice is and share aspects of my journey that allow me to be vulnerable with my audience because this part feels comfortable. So now I can be uncomfortable in these other aspects because this is kind of my little baseline. It feels safe. And in doing so, when you, when you have that little safety program at the beginning where you're like, okay, I feel good about this. And you start to expand yourself in all the intangible ways. That is what allows you to advance your program more quickly as well. Right. You, you can't do one without the other. You can't build this beautiful soul driven program without knowing who you are. Right. It, it doesn't, it will never happen. You, it's impossible. If you and, want something to come from within you, you have to know what's within you, right? Yeah. And I think um, it's it's very easy for us to say this, this small safety net. Right. When we're starting out, right. this small safety net is a really, really big, scary ocean full of sharks. Totally. Yes, you're totally right about that. Because... And I talked about this in, in a previous video. I think it's actually the one about standing out. It's the idea of allow yourself for the first time actually being a coach. Mm -hmm. Because creating a program and becoming a coach is already, it's such a huge challenge because being a coach is so many things. It's not just all the business stuff, but it's you have to listen. You have to understand yourself. You have to guide people in a direction that they decide, but you guide them. So you're in this weird control, not control thingy. Right, right. Yeah. And just coaching people for a year will transform you so much. Absolutely. You, you learn about your values. You learn about your own, the, the things that you're struggling with as a coach as well. And when this feels safe, so you have explored the ocean a little bit and killed mm -hmm. all the chucks, then uh, this, this next step feels a little bit more approachable. And I have personally a very simple strategy and I call this content periodization. Okay. So I have months where I explore new topics that are a little bit more outside of what I think my usual topic is. And I give myself a month to figure out if people actually like it. So it's not the first video that has to go viral. 
not that any video has ever gone viral, but that has to work really well. But I can take this topic and play around with it and find different angles. And after a month, I either found a new topic or I go back to the usual content that always works. So I, I have this, this flow of expansion, trying new things, giving myself permission to fail, to not have as many views this month. And then I go back a little bit, go to a safer place, reevaluate, see what worked, what didn't work. And then I have another month of expansion again. So seeing, can I, exp can I try something new? Does, is my audience ready for this? Do they want to see this? And then giving the, the solid value so they don't just think, oh, Robin is crazy and jumps from one point to the next and he does what he wants. Right, exactly. Oh, I love, that's such a great idea. I think too, that takes the pressure off, right? Of we have, we come to the table with expectations around what should happen when we post anything, right? We, we have hopes, but we have expectations. And I think when we can diffuse those expectations in any capacity, it really allows us to be more objective around okay, it's not that they're rejecting me, it's that maybe this topic didn't land the same as this other topic that's interesting. Why is that, right? Now we can look at it curi with curiosity instead of judgment, and that's much more um, conducive to, like you said, expansion, growing into that next level of who we are and really finding our voice, right? Yeah, I mean, there are, there are so many factors why an Instagram post doesn't work. Right, um, yeah. I mean, there's always changes in the algorithm. So some of you may heard Instagram is not a picture or image platform anymore. Now it's a video platform, but I'm still posting pictures. So for some reason, Instagram doesn't like that anymore. I'm six hours ahead. So when I'm a little bit late, I might not post at the right time so many people see it. Right. Maybe... I have a weird approach. Actually, this topic is really important, but people just don't like the image or don't like the approach or just don't get what I try to say. Apart from they're anyway busy with all the things and that the summer is, is, is also there and they're just scrolling and doing something <laughs> else. <laughs> but what happens in our brain is they hate me I will never be good enough and I should stop right now because I got only 15 likes when I actually thought this is worth a hundred. Mm -hmm. And this again goes back to the idea of let's start small and build actually the evidence that I can survive an Instagram post that flopped. Right. No getting no comments, even though, let me know what you think hurts, but curiously enough, the world doesn't burn after that. You can still post the next day or even two hours later and the response can be completely different. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure where I want to go with this, but that's yeah. okay. I think it's an important <laughs> message. I feel like we went down a rabbit hole with it, but I think it was, it's important to pull out and to recognize it goes back to perfectionism. It goes yep. back to overthinking right? It, it ties in with trying to get everything figured out before we do the thing to avoid rejection. And so 
I think it's really interesting. I still get this way sometimes. I'm sure you do too, <laughs> where you post something you're like, this is awesome. This is fire. People are going to love this. And then crickets. And then it's like, oh, should I delete it? Like, <laughs> should I take it down? This is embarrassing. But it's like, okay, no, just wait a minute. Let me look at that. Because that's something within me that there's an opportunity for growth here, right? Why am I allowing how people perceive this pose to dictate how I now feel about myself? Like when you logically look at it and you pull that truth to the surface, it feels ridiculous to say out loud because it, it is, but it makes sense because our, our ego is so conditioned to just keep us super, super safe and cozy, right? That's why we love it when we get, when it pops off and we get a bunch of likes or comments. So I think it's, it's an important, it's an important piece to pull out, Robin. So I'm really glad you did where looking at what we're doing objectively and with curiosity is so crucial to, to growing at an exponential rate compared to when we're constantly judging what we're doing or trying to tweak it to make it perfect so that it fits the mold we think people need it to fit in in order for it to be accepted or liked. When you start standing out and doing things in a different way, people need to get used to that, Mm -hmm. right? If you're talking about something in a way that people aren't used to, it may not be super comfortable for people to hear. It might take some time for people to warm up to your message or your unique approach, especially if you're shifting the way that you're showing up in a pretty drastic way, right? So I love what you said around the content periodization and just like dabbling with Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. because then you're not just on this pendulum swinging back and forth, trying to land on something that's just amazing. You're allowing the process to be gradual. And because of that, you aren't going through emotional ups and downs based on how people are perceiving you or responding to you. You're able to remain anchored, right? Yeah. So I think this is one of the big challenges whenever you try to do something meaningful is you see a vision that nobody can see because if everybody could see your vision everybody would probably be on this path Mm -hmm. so very often when when we try to post something or write something or even talk with our clients there is bigger context. We sometimes want to move into a certain direction that we see, but not many people see this place either. And especially when we are quite new to coaching, we might come into the industry with this this idea of having some sort of sense there's a gap, there's actually a hole But it takes a lot of courage to actually say, I see nobody else sees this. And then I try to fill this massive hole. Mm -hmm. So this again goes back to what I try to, what I'm trying to do with with my YouTube channel, for example. Many people on the internet talk about do this kind of post or this kind of approach and you get clients. What I very often miss is, first of all, depth. It's just here is what to do, but not how to do it. Or even less this done for you kind of, here is the actual script. Mm -hmm. 
But I also think it's very, it's again, this surface level, but nobody talks about this. Okay, you want to get more people to your discovery calls, but you're actually not doing it because you actually think, oh, if I get 10 new clients, I don't have a life anymore because I'm just working all the time. Mm -hmm. Or I'm not reaching out to people because I have this feeling I will lure them in into this trap. If they only in on my video call, they can't escape anymore and they are trapped because I've lured them in into a sales conversation. So there are so many stories that are preventing coaches to to start and personally i think it's also that often this i show my authority very when you when you see business coaches i've helped hundreds if not thousands of clients and i'm making seventy thousand dollars a minute and you should <laughs> listen to me because i'm this amazing and if you're little small robin just starting out you get this idea of I have to do all the things. Mm -hmm. So one of the ways that I try to stand out and that actually still feels scary is I never talk about my personal success and how much money I make or how many subscribers I have because I try to explain people to explain strategies to people that make sense for them. It's not just money, 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 do this. It's here's what you can do. And this is why it makes sense. And it works. Give it a try. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I think too, with that, I am, I'm very similar to you. I never share like how many clients I have or how much money I make. I just, it's never felt really great for me. So I've just never gone down that path either. Um, I think there is a depth to the vulnerability of allowing yourself to be seen in the way that you are though, you know, where it's like, I'm not rushing you. I'm not pressuring you. I'm creating this space where it's okay to be at the beginning and it's safe here. And I've got you, here are your first steps. And I'm not going to try and pitch you and sell you. I want you to go try this out and I want you to come back. And let's talk about how it, how it worked or what didn't work or what felt hard or what felt really good. And let's give you the next step, right? I think so many, and this is where I think there's a lot of um, negative energy around pitching online, like you said, or working with business mentors or reaching out for help even mm -hmm. because we're so afraid of getting sold something that isn't right for us. And we're so afraid of selling people when we don't feel fully grounded in who we are or what we're able to offer them mm -hmm. um, or just to come across in the way that feels gross. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's incredible when we can just slow that whole process down and let it truly be about providing value for people in a really real tangible way, instead of it being this smoke and mirrors game we're trying to play just to grow our arbitrary business, like let's deepen the connection we're creating. And through that trust that that will lead to more clients and not just more clients, longer lasting clients, yeah. right? Because they trust you so intimately when they get to the point of actually wanting to work with you. There's it's, I call it invisible ROI, 
That's invisible mm -hmm. return on your time investment, right? Mm -hmm. And the ROI on that is clients who will stay with you longer, who will trust you more, who will be more vulnerable with you, who will shut your name from the rooftops because of how you made them feel from the very beginning. So kudos to you. You're doing a great job with that. Yeah, and I think um, there, there's, there's also, of course, uh, um, if you want to a business component with it, um, one part is, as you mentioned, if I can explain something in a video that I upload to YouTube, is it really worth it for you to pay a lot of money for it? Right. And the other part is, if I think about my ideal coach that I want to work with, they don't think about, oh, can I spend $350 on a video course? I want a coach that says, I'm at this stage, I want to go to the next stage, and I'm ready to invest $5,000 for the coach that actually shows me what to do next. Right. So in, if you want to, if, you, if we want to talk about the business strategy, my nurturing sequence is a lot longer, mm -hmm. but my nurturing sequence means also that coaches get more and more money and they are more and more ready to spend a lot more money. Right. So selling a $350 video course with no interaction gets me money, but it also attracts people who only have $350 for their business. If you want to work one-on-one -on -one with coaches and actually create something, as we're talking about, really unique and help them expand. So for me, a business is the extension of my life purpose because I'm spending so much time with it. If I help them create that and they're ready to invest just for, for a number to invest $5,000, they're on a completely different level than to actually do that. And we're talking about things that are actually also much more exciting to me. I don't want to explain 50 times a day how to create an Instagram post because I can shoot a video and tell you that. But who are you? What are your unique skills? And how can we turn this into an adventure that increases your impact and creates money so you can actually do it? That's much more exciting to me. Right. Right. So the message here then for coaches is, you know, let's, let's slow that whole journey down with the people that you're trying to hook in and get clear around how you actually want to help people and let that be an evolution in your business, right? Like we've already said, it's not, you're not going to know at the very beginning, you have to work with lots of different people over a yeah. long time to get clear on that. But the stage that you're at now, you've been doing this for many, many, many years you know exactly who you want to help and why, and you know where they need to be at in order for you to feel the most fulfilled. And everything that you do in your marketing and your content is just taking their hand and guiding them to get to that place. Yeah. Right. Mm, and, love that. And I mean, because we are, we, we talked a little bit about precision nutrition coaches, we see in this, in, in, in their group, very often this, my client doesn't do anything or my client never responds. And this often is because we don't see some of these red flags in the beginning, because how can we, we have never experienced a client that actually internally is not ready 
or willing to make any progress. Right. So then we are a completely new coach and we're sitting in front of a client that actually wants to fail at coaching just to confirm that they are a failure. And then we're screaming and we are pulling our head. I'm trying everything and this client is so resistant and all this energy goes back to me because I'm a bad coach. I don't know anything. Who am I to do that? Because we're just not ready enough and experienced enough to, ex to see a client that is not ready. So I'm, I'm with you with slowing down. But of course, if you want to work with absolute beginners as a nutrition coach, that's absolutely fine. Don't wait until oh, they're yeah. almost stage ready. Right. Um, but the important part is, I think, here, allow yourself to have also this buyer's mindset. You're getting clients that you want. It's not just, please accept me as your coach. Well, whoever you are, whatever you do, please just give me the blessing and let me be your coach. But also, I'm going to spend a lot of thought and energy and experience with you. Are you worth it? Exactly. And feeling, feeling confident enough to, to say to yourself, no, this person isn't the person I want to put my energy into. That is very difficult very when you're difficult. in a place where you are just needing money, right? Of course. And there, there, there will be times, and I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat this, if you're in a place where you need money, then you can't choose as many, you can't choose as freely and in the beginning as well. <clears throat> and it's, it's part of the coaching experience to see people that there's actually nothing you can do. You're just not there yet or they're not there yet. It's more the, these, it's completely normal to, have people say no to you and it's completely normal that people are not doing the things that you tell them to do and it's completely normal to to feel lost and in this chaotic place because everything's always shifts around mm -hmm. and in all of this enjoy enjoy the part because there will be parts of you that get unlocked and you will get stronger and more resilient and more centered into yourself than barely anything can teach you because you're working with the world and uh, it can be a mean place but if you get through this you will be you will be a warrior um, oh i feel like that's such a great place to begin to to wrap this up i think that's such an important message and something i say quite frequently is you know, being a coach is one of the few roles you can play in this world that actually allows you to grow at the same rate that you are also helping other people grow if yeah. you're open to that, right? And I think one of the last points that I know you had, we had talked about previous to hopping on this call was letting go of who you think you're supposed to be as a coach and letting this journey be your own, right? Yes. So 
for me, still one of the best examples is an ex-girlfriend for me. We, we started together doing nutrition coaching. And in the beginning, she thought she should follow me because I knew more and I was more confident. But she is she's very musical and moving and energetic. I'm, I'm moving my hands around, but I'm not very <laughs> musical. So it actually took a while for her to find that actually having little rhythms in, in her coaching just to remember things and for her clients was so much more her style to express herself. And her worksheets are so much colorful and brighter and they're screaming at you instead of calm blue for Robin. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And this this takes time. Um, and it means it has you experience yourself and what works for you. And you let go of I am calm, calculated nutrition coach, but I am a nutrition coach. <laughs> oh, I love that. And it, yeah, I mean, it takes time. It mm. takes time. But the one thing that you can do right now I believe is look around and try and identify who, what are the little boxes I'm trying to fit myself into that don't feel good. And why do those boxes feel like I should be in them, right? What's appealing about them? What's, what's drawing me in and what, what pieces of me am I pushing aside simply because I'm perceiving them to not fit. Right. And then from there, you know, just kind of releasing, like you said, at the very beginning, letting go, letting go of your expectations, letting go of your judgments, letting go of what you think you should be doing because someone else did it and just come back to what feels good for me right now and trusting that that is enough right now and trusting that tomorrow, maybe you do a little more or you try something differently and allowing it to be that process rather than needing it to be all at once, really, really quick right now or I'm going to fail, right? And um, is, is this a video podcast, by the way? I'm just curious. Yeah, I mean, it is. I haven't decided if I'm going to use the video yet. <laughs> because if, if it's a video, then I have this beautiful Aww. little plant and it's one of my biggest treasures. And I think this, this little plant often is a great analogy because it can and it will grow so much bigger. But I'm still looking at it every day in awe, thinking it's so beautiful. And even this teeny tiny buds here, this little gonna be, wanna be leaves are, this is so amazing. And I'm so happy if this grows in my, in my office and living room. I so love that. That's an I impressive think, succulent. Succulents are hard. I have something very similar. Mine's an aloe plant. Ooh, yes. <laughs> I grew him from a seed. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And when this when you put in the seed, you still thought you you never thought, oh well, I wish it would have been it's a full-grown plant. It's more like, ooh, it's so exciting. What's going to happen? Right. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and then there's the first leaf, and you're so excited. You know there's so much potential, and at the same time, it's absolutely perfect the way it is. And if people take any way away, anything away from our conversation, then I, th- I hopefully it's this, 
you have as a coach so much potential to grow and you can probably never estimate how much potential you have. And at the same time, you're really amazing the way you are right now. I'm tearing up a little bit. Oh, no, <laughs> that was beautiful. No, I love it. I loved it. I think, yeah, I just, I want to end it there. I think that's so, such an incredible message and such an important one. Like really hear that you guys feel that because that is, that is what it's about, right? Like we don't get into this game to make it a game. We get into coaching to change people's lives and share our stories and be vulnerable and do something with our lives that feels massively fulfilling and, and purpose-driven. So let's not get away from that. Let it be that. Um, Robin, if people want to find you, what's your YouTube channel? Just Robin Bear? Yes, just my name. You can okay. find me. And um, yeah, I would love to see people either on YouTube or if you have any questions or want to reach out personally, you can also find me on Instagram. I know you also have this really incredible download. I downloaded it myself. So I'm like, this looks amazing. And I need to see what this is about. It's amazing, you guys. So do you want to just quickly share what that is so people can grab it if they'd like? Sure. So we talked about this extensively in, in our conversation here. There's the skill of actually coaching, but there's also this, the, the whole thought gremlin process of actually being confident in a coaching session. Mm -hmm. And the coach, coaching session preparation kit tries to meld both, meld both together to have a very practical tutorials on how to have a first uh, coaching call, how to have a follow-up coaching call, how to set up worksheets and check-ins and whatever you need and at the same time talk about it's completely normal to be sweatingly nervous before the first call and here are some techniques you can actually use to ground yourself a little bit so you are not this sweaty nervous mess when you meet a new client so it tries to to do both teach you actually how to do it and give you the confidence that what you experience is to totally normal and what you can do about it. Mm, I love it. It's, it's gold. It's gold. I'll make sure that that link is in the show notes for anybody who wants to grab a copy. It's free. Like I said, the value he packs into these things is unprecedented. It's amazing. So if you haven't got it already, you definitely need a copy of it. Um, Robin, thank you so much. Oh my gosh. I just feel like we could chat forever. I really appreciate you being here and I'm so glad I was able to share you with, with my people. Hopefully they all become your people now and um, I'm sure I'll have you back on soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening in. If you enjoyed what you heard and you want more, I'd love if you'd subscribe to my show wherever you get your podcasts. Good karma points for also leaving a review while you're at it. And lastly, if you're looking to dive even deeper, you'll find a ton of free workshops, mini trainings, and the details on my mentorship program, Trigger Mapping, over at laurapobrin.com. See you next time.